boys and girls, today we're going to have an important lesson in keeping your ammunition safe. Here are some definite no-nos. Never put it in the toilet. Unless that toilet was blown away from any pipes, you're still at risk of picking up something else with the ammo, though. It might seem smart to put it in the mailbox, but your local postal worker is bound to take some along. They don't need any extra ammo. Garbage piles lying around the landscape are good in general, but you need to be careful to check the freshness of that ammo. It gets spoiled by the surroundings. Stuff sold by crazy men who remotely operate vending machines is always good, though. I don't know how they can resupply the things, but it's a wonderful service they offer. The number one lesson, though, let wild animals eat your ammo and collect it from their dead bodies. Stomach acid actually makes things explode better! Here it comes, podcasting's finest few hours of gaming prizes. Action RPG fans, come on down. Final Fantasy players, come on down. Might and Magic lovers, come on down. And Disgaea fanboys, come on down. You are the first four contestants on the RPG Backtrack. And here are the stars of the RPG Backtrack, Phil Willis and Mike Mickey. your swords and prepare your spells. Your friends at RP Gamer got a story to tell. Are you ready to hear about your favorite RPGs? Because we'll be going back a few years in history. If you've got a backlog that is really long, we'll tell you what's right to play and what is wrong. we got RP Gamer staff on the mic to talk about these games for most of the night. So pull up a chair, we will give you no flack. You're listening to the RPG Backtrack. And welcome to RPG Backtrack, where we talk about your favorite show, shows. We talk about your favorite RPGs from the way back when, right up through yesteryear. I'm your host, Phil Willis, and this is... Not Phil Willis. Must be Mike Minky. Indeed. And the two of us, and by the two of us, I actually mean the two of these other guys, Mike Minky and Mr. Scott Wachter. You know, we're recording this at the same time as RPG Cast's Game of the Year show, so uh, go into the comments and... Let me let us all know that you like Phil more than Anna. <laughs> I, uh, I'm not sure I want to be in or, that contest. Uh, and then also, you know, if you like Mike more than Chris. And I guess I'm Manny or am I Alice? I don't know. No. Well, these two guys are going to be tag teaming. They have given up their right to be on the end of the year, whatever it is, RPG oh, yeah, cast. We were totally invited. We're, we're in that cool kids club. Yeah. That's- 
Yeah, they, nobody else played Bravely Default except me and Scott, I'm sure. They turned out their golden ticket to be on the show tonight to talk about Borderlands and its DLC. So, I'm excited for the two of you, because I, I got a little you, bit to say. I thought you played some of this, Phil. A little bit. Uh, you know, like, I don't know, a couple dozen hours. But uh, I'm sure it's much more recent in your mind, so... You'll have all those fun details that you like to bring to the table, like characters, deep story, plot, and anything. Uh, yeah, I'm sure this has that. <laughs> I'm sure it's full of uh, it. Yeah, uh, we've got their names. That'll do it, right? <laughs> I mean, names and a job title, even. Nice. Well, cool, cool. Well, we're going to take a tiny break, and we're just going to head in and uh, jump right into it. We'll be right back. Ready to discuss Borderlands, developed by Gearbox Software, published by 2K Games. This was uh, released on Microsoft Windows, OS X, on Live, PlayStation 3, Xbox 360, and most importantly, the NVIDIA Grid. Released on the PlayStation 3 and Xbox 360 in North America on October 20th, 2009, and a week later on Microsoft Windows. But those poor guys on the Max, they had to wait a whole nother year or so. They got theirs on December 3rd, 2010. This is an action, first player, multiplayer, RPG, shooter, co-op experience with a very deep story that we're going to get into right now. Uh, okay. You know, deep story. I, deep plot. When I started playing it, I kept thinking, boy, this reminds me of Fallout for some reason. Well, there's this thing... That there's a magic box that everyone wants to open, so they all so you know the so you you join a team of guys who want to open the box and you do a bunch of favors and FedExing and barassing and fetch questing until you can finally open the box and inside the box is a tentacle monster. So you shoot the tentacle monster and then you get all the loots and then you win the game. I like getting all the loots. The loots is good. 35 million kinds of loots. Uh, sorry, that's... Sorry, three and a half million. That's still they a lot said, of loots. They said 17 million, but it, it didn't work out like that. Well, I think we can forgive them a little bit. Just a little. I mean, it, three and a half million is a lot of loots. I'm just saying. Yeah, it, it would take a long, long time to count that one by one. Mm-hmm. Of course. You know, I've got to ask you this, Scott, before I yeah? forget. Do you think that uh, the robot in the abridged version of the second cooler movie of Dragon Ball was in, related in any way to clap traps in this game? Oh, yeah, no. That, okay. No, that, that that is a direct shout-out. I think they actually got the guy to play him for the cooler movie under a different name because union stuff. Right. Well, I know that I knew that the voice sounded identical, but I haven't yet come across the killer clap traps, and I'm sure that's just waiting for me late in the game. Uh, that That's sort of in the DLC. Okay. 
which I've explored That's... some of, but not all. Yeah. So I got clap traps. I like clap traps. They yeah, like they, to dance. They, they dance. I mean, you know, I, I dig. I dig clap trap. He he's just everyone hates him, and you come, and when you interact with him, you know he kind of deserves it. But at the same time, you feel bad. Like what he suffers is far and above really the punishment appropriate to being kind of an annoying robot. Yeah, he doesn't necessarily deserve to be stomped on by all of the one-shot bad guys in this game. Yeah. I mean, and he's, he's, he's our buddy. He is our constant companion because throughout the game, you're going to move from quest hub to quest hub, and you're going to have different characters to interact with at each one, and they're all kind of silly and wacky and... Um, most of the humor in this is lol random pop culture reference. So, I mean, there's a few good ones, but I think it, it's sort of, of the lowest form of humor. Just vague references to other things in mission titles, that sort of the stuff. Well, there's, there's a secret room that is an entire setup from uh, The Christmas Story, including a Red Rider BB gun. I have not found that yet. Yeah, it, it it's... It is a pain in the butt to come by, but they've got, like, the lamp and everything, and the BB gun is actually not half bad a rifle. So you can't shoot people's eyes out with it. Oh, that that's what the flavor text says. I think it actually nice. does do a bit more on headshots. That might be one of the uh, static perks of it. Well, if I find it, I'm going to give it a shot, because headshots are awesome. Yeah. Even though it still takes, what, six or seven headshots to take down a bruiser? Well... Yeah, yeah, that, and that's it, is we have, um, and the interaction of, uh, there's not much story to this, you, you chase MacGuffin, MacGuffin is bad, you shoot MacGuffin, and then you win, and there's not really much in the way of story or characterization in this one, at least. So you're just in it for the shooting and the loots, and this is an interaction of shooter and RPG mechanics that mostly works i mean the loot system is really satisfying like it's really cool to shoot you know a unique and have it just rain money and cool guns all over the place except then you won't be able to use half the guns because the the game kind of pigeonholes you based on your class this one does anyhow well i haven't run into any class restrictions on what i can equip just level restriction. Yeah, well, there's level restrictions, but uh, because you have sort of affinities, I forget the proper name for it was, but if you're playing a siren, you're going to level up with SMGs much faster than you will with, uh, say, revolvers. I'm playing a sniper, so I'm... Yeah, so so you're kind of stuck with revolvers and snipers, right? Yeah, although I have found that the shotgun, as usual, does amazing things in the right hands and it's usually yeah. my go-to when I'm in the middle of a mob. Yeah, and then then you just sort of keep a shotgun handy because shotguns are cool and, you know, this game gives you shotguns that shoot explosions. Or and the occasional acid. rocket launcher just for long-range damage of ex- the explosive type. Yeah. I mean, that that's it. You're going to kind of play to your class's strengths most of the time and then you're going to have two other guns that are just there for corner cases. Like, I, I played through the game as uh, Lilith because, hey, it's fun. And I, I really liked her little little poke of doom slash invisibility power. So, I, I you know, I kind of resented being sort of saddled to elemental damage SMGs and the Hyperion Corporation that makes them. But at the same time, it's like, eh, shotguns always work. Yeah, I mean, if I tried to kill everything with the sniper rifle, I would have made the game a whole lot more challenging for myself, but 
why restrict myself that way? Shotguns work for all. Shotguns for everyone. Especially when a bunch of bruisers are running around and you need to take them out quickly. And I'm, I'm assuming you're soloing all of this. So far, yeah. Let's, let's face it. If my internet tends to go down at least once a day, that's not optimal for anybody else to try and play with me. And then that's it. Is, uh, the other thing that's sort of key to this is it is a four-player co-op game. And you really, like, soloing this was... I, I soloed most of the game, and it was just kind of a chore. So, like, it, it and it's engaging, and there's fun little bits and pieces you can do, you know, just on your own and enjoy looting and shooting. But it's like, there's just long stretches where you're like, I need ten, you know, scrag heads for this guy. So I'm going to farm scrags in this corner of the map. So let's just turn the music off, turn the sound effects down, put on an episode of what was I listening to at the time? Probably like uh, back, yeah, probably old Fear the Boots, and um, yeah, and just you know shoot the guys. And it was it was it's a really great time passer, but the game does really light up with a few friends in, and you can start actually enjoying yourself like. Menke, I'm sorry I didn't pick this up on PC and join you for a replay because I think you'd enjoy it more sniper rifling everything if I was there, you know, just sort of running around with uh, shotguns, drawing most of the aggro and letting you pick off the bigger guys. It's quite possible. Although I have found a couple of enemies that were too stupid to move toward me when I sniped them from super long range. And that well, and that's the problem is that um, that this game just has monster closets out the wazoo. In that um, you you don't necessarily trigger spawns until you're right up close. So I I could understand being like I would like I picked the siren at random basically. Oh oh, actually no, I'm, I'm being corrected. Sam said she's hot. You should totally play as her. And I said <laughs> okay, that's a good as reason as any. <laughs> And I enjoyed it because it was a lot of up-close fighting, which works out great. Like, I'd have, if I'd picked something that relied on sniper rifles, I'd have been terribly upset at the fact that there are no real enemies at long range. Like, I'd, I'd like a chance to just sort of pick my corner, knock two or three guys down before everything went nuts, and switch to something a little more up-close and personal. Yeah, the enemies, even if you shoot at them with a sniper rifle, they tend to just start spraying random bullets your way, and enough of them will hit you to disturb your aim just enough make it hard to hit some more. Yeah. And I gotta say, the sniper's special ability is uh, his his hawk bloodwing, which can be good, but oftentimes it's too stupid to notice the enemies that it should be killing, and it just flies right back to my shoulder even though I'm being shot at. Not the brightest of birds. I mean, it, it, it's just burp. It's just a bird, man. It is. But I can, I can hope that the bird will take out the things that I can't see well enough to get right now, can't I? I suppose. And what's Lilith's ability is invisibility, right? Well, no, it is okay. First, she goes invisible, which uh, will drop a Nova bomb, which will drop a no- an elementally fueled Nova on all the guys around her. And then while you're invisible, you have the opportunity to poke another guy, deal him massive damage, and then trigger a second Nova around you. So it is it is mad fun crowd controls, yo. Sounds that way, damn. Uh, that may have been how I spec'd the character, however. 
I think I I think I threw a lot of points into the elemental tree because uh, SMGs that shoot acid are awesome. Not having gotten any good ones yet, I'll take your word for that. I mean, yeah. I have a good submachine. What is it? No, it's a combat rifle. I'm sorry, <laughs> which is a good gun, but it's not a submachine gun. Uh, and let's see, the Bruiser. He apparently has this thing called turret, but I I haven't seen it in action. Where you just sprout a massive machine gun and let it lay waste to things for a few seconds. Yeah, no, that that's pretty nifty. I mean, Roland is like he just drops a friend and. Uh, I kind of wish I'd gotten more into the Berserker stuff, but this game just does not... I was not feeling melee. Like, the game has thirty three and a half million guns, and you're asking me to melee. I don't think that's really... That doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, melee is for... I can't get this stupid little psycho midget in my crosshair, so I'm going to melee and hope I hit him. Yeah, like, melee is a last resort in this, and... Asking an entire class to be dependent upon it is kind of backwards. Although melee is awesome for one thing, when you run things over with the car. Well, that's a different kind of melee. It is, but I felt I'd, I should throw it in there anyway, because it is awesome to run things over with the car. Yeah, like you, you have a space car, because you're in space, and it has a gun on the front and a gun on the top, and you can run over guys, and it's cool. Can't say I used the gun nearly as much as I used my bumper. Run people over. There you Let's go. see. Kind of felt like the gun was a little slow, except for, of course, you know, airborne enemies. Had to shoot those. But anything on the ground was fair game for my tires. Well, the airborne enemies are generally stupid enough to, t- to choose a straight line and try to hit you with it, so you could, you have a long time to line up on them. At least that's been my experience so far. Yeah. Except for that stupid moth boss, which I had to keep hiding in a shed and waiting for its fireballs to go away. I died to that moth boss a lot more oh, than the, the Mothra reference. Yeah, moth rack, whatever. The flame spewing moth. Ah. But it is. There were, a few, it is there nice. were a few other special bosses specifically referencing the Toho Studios franchise. I think you had to fight. I do believe you did have to fight Gamera. I haven't fought him yet. I he he's one of the optional ones, so Okay. I just remember doing it. Well in the what is it? Jack City, the the zombie inflict, infested place that's DLC. Oh there's a, yeah. There's a pumpkin head boss, which was an absolute joke because I had a corrosive sniper or no a fire sniper and I just kept hitting him in the head and he was too stupid to come after me. <laughs> but hell, easy kill. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, um, actually getting into the DLC, uh, Zombie Island of Dr. Ned is probably the best one. It's It was the first one they released, and it was Halloween-themed-ish, and it just had, you know, zombies and, you know, werewolf-ish monsters and all Psycho sorts of... Psycho ravens. Yeah, it, it, it was just... It was a Halloween skin over all the other stuff, and it was fun. Like, you run around, you shoot the pumpkins, you get the stuff. Yeah, and it's nice to have a change in color of the scenery. This is actually Yeah, everything green. is green. <laughs> well, after all that brown, I was glad to see something different. Well, hey, you know what? It it was cell-shaded brown, and in an era where all shooters were brown, cell-shaded brown was, you know, a small, itty-bitty step in the right direction. It's true. I gotta say, when I first started looking at the game, the cell-shading was really nifty. And it still is, if I look back. Like it, it's got a really good, it, it's got a good art style, and I think um, 
keeping that direction was, you know, probably the best thing about it at the time. It sure wasn't the DRM because this launched with Securom and Gamefly multiplayer servers, so ow. Wah, wah. Womp. Um, other DLC, there was Mad Moxie's Underdome Riot, which was terrible. I have tried it twice. Uh, apparently it levels with you, so there's no getting a handle on it that way. And Yeah, um, it, it's a series of arena fights where they don't drop guns, they don't drop money, they don't drop ammo, and they don't drop XP. Yeah, you get those so between what's rounds. The, what's the and, point? <laughs> yeah, it... it it it's arena bragging rights with your friends, but it's it's just a boring grind. I tried to get through it a few times, and I just stopped. After a couple of times of getting to the fifth round of each circuit, and then having a boss kill me because oh, you know, I just I just said screw it. You know, hostess lady, you have some good lines, but that's the only thing of interest here. Like Moxie's got some good writing in this, but it's just like eh, why bother? Uh, the next yeah, DLC I, was Secret Armory of General Knox, which is actually good. I will go back to that because uh, on the Steam version, you can go to it pretty much any time, and it's, it seems fixed at level 35, and I first went there at about level 22. And what do you know? A couple of enemies hit me twice, and I died. Yeah, so no, that that is definitely a post-game thing. <laughs> but it's 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 got a bit of story. It introduces is a character named Athena who will matter later in the franchise, kids. <laughs> and uh, it, it's a fun little run-through. You punch a bunch of, uh, you know, punch of military dudes, and uh, you... My, my favorite bit is at the end, you have a ticking clock. You have an armory full of absolutely some of the best drops in the game ever. And there's a ticking clock, and it's like, oh man, I have to get out of here before this clock runs out, so let's grab what I can. And then partway through, you realize, wait, no. Every single dime I die, I just respawn with less money. So I can take my time and pick and choose the best of these <laughs> purples and then spawn somewhere that makes sense. There's no pressure at all, really. Yeah, the monetary penalty isn't that much. It's, what, about 10% of your money? Uh, 10 yeah, ten fifteen. I want to say. I want to say it's closer to fifteen. So unless you keep dying in the same spot, then it's not a. It's not really a danger. Well, even dying in the. Okay, that's not entirely true because um, it, when I was playing the final DLC, Claptrap's New Robot Revolution, I was trying to solo the boss, and I got locked stuck in a loop where I would spawn, uh, spend all my money on ammo. And then die, and then not have money to buy ammo, and just trying to brute force my way through a boss fight. And it didn't work out, so you do kind of have to have some money and not die too often, especially if you're low on ammo. Yeah, I've been lucky. I just look around, and I tend to find ammo in mailboxes, toilets, garbage piles. Well, ammo's everywhere. It's just that I was stuck in this loop of try the boss, die, not have enough ammo. try the boss, run out of ammo, die, and not be able to afford anymore. Yeah, that's a no-win scenario. Yeah, it, it was it was a bad scene, and it's kind of why I just sort of just uninstalled it from my machine, really. Because, <laughs> I mean, I didn't necessarily need to see the end of that DLC to call the game done, because I'd done a bunch of other stuff and gotten a whole bunch of other loot. 
loot and shooting a giant claptrap, the interplanetary ninja assassin, was eh, not all that great. I'm sure I'll try it. This apparently is the one that I can't access until I finish the game, the main story. The yeah, main story. It, it does lock you out. And it's, uh, it's another one that you'd kind of have to be post-game to do, even if it did let you try. So for now, I still think of Claptraps as cute little robots that dance, and when I fix them, they enlarge my inventory, which is awesome. Yeah, no. In this, they, they've rebelled. They're, they are going to overthrow all of humanity, so you have to shoot them. Unfortunate, but necessary. Yep. Um... I haven't finished Dr. Ned's story yet. I had had enough killing zombies for a little bit, so I left it. But uh, does that have an interesting ending or just it, more It's just a really big zombie at the end. Okay, that's fine. That's a couple of thousand zombies. Uh, so let's see. What is the plot of Borderlands? We went through that. You get the MacGuffin and the MacGuffin is evil and you shoot it. But it's well, the so MacGuffin is kept in the vault. Deep. How's that? Oh, okay. All right. I feel better now. Uh, that's what I get for disappearing for three minutes to get some really nice peach flavor vodka. Mmm, this stuff is good. Mm. I'll, Phil, <sighs> I'll send you recipes on how to infuse your own vodkas. If you're going to flavor it, do it right. Well, I just mix a bunch of stuff in the fridge together, but one of it said peach on the side. I wasn't quite sure what the other stuff said. I, I didn't really pay attention. I just kind of threw it into the bottle. Yeah, I got one of those big workout mixer bottles. It's supposed to be for protein drinks, but I pretty much just use it for mixing liquor. And uh, I'm not really a great mixologist. I'm more of a random throw everything in the cup and just shake it and see what I get. Yeah. Um, anywho, um, I just This is feeling. why bartending is still a profession. <laughs> yeah, you know. And, Guys and he, like you. <laughs> Exactly. But you know what? In, in Florida, I love going out to the bar and taste, you know, and, and having drinks made by professionals. But here in Utah, they, they no matter how good the bartender is, they, they just kind of suck because they're all watered down. They're all metered. They just, oh, I mean, yeah. it, there's only so much you can do in Utah. Yeah, there's only so much you can do when you're limited to like 1.2 ounces of hard liquor in, in any mixed drink. Uh, Utah, terrible place. It it, it it is really uh, unless you know how to mix your own drinks. Uh, the you know liquor store down the street sells pretty much everything, but yeah, hopefully you know how to mix your. Own. Anywho, we digress. Um, plum wine though, really good from the liquor. Uh, anywho, um, so have we gone I understand through? You, did we I understand go, you did play this game, right, Phil? Yeah. Did we go through all the classes? Uh, I, guess I know we you did. touched on some. We 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 mentioned them. Yeah, so let's go. Why don't why don't you guys go into them into more depth? Okay. So, so, so you have four classes, each with three skill trees. Um, most of them, uh, kind of defined by two or three. Each tree is kind of defined by two or three abilities and a bunch of passive stuff that's really boring. But so you have Roland, who uh, spawns a little turret guy. So you have a bro to shoot things, and then you can. Be better at shooting things on your own, or make the turret better at shooting things. And then you have Sniper Guy Mordecai, who can be better at sniper guying, or you can make your... And Mordecai has a buddy who's a crow, hawk, thing, monster, and you can you can spend your XP on making your crow hawk better, but it's still kind of dumb AI-wise. It does. It's not very good at picking targets, is what it comes down yeah. to. No matter right what you now, do. Uh, 
right now I'm trying to max out the the ability where more, the bird learns how to attack more enemies. So at max, it will be able to attack six things per use, and which might make pick, it useful. Yeah, but it's still going to pick like six things basically at random. Yeah, and then you have Lilith the Siren, who is awesome because you explode and turn invisible and drop your aggro down to nothing, and then you explode again, which you know is the best way to do things. And then you have Brick, who is the prettiest berserker ever. And he is all about melee. Well, he punches dudes or does rockets hardcore, is what it comes down to. Yeah, isn't there something about his fists are as strong as any gun, so don't be afraid to use them? Yeah, like, uh, and the fists do get better, and there's a whole bunch of things that just makes, makes him better with heavy weapons as well. But it's this weird balance where you can either punch things or shoot rockets at them. And you have to be careful because, of course, rockets do splash damage. And even more splash damage as you level up your abilities. Yeah, those rockets can whip through your shield real fast. That they do. I've also found that most of the ordinary gunners aren't much of a threat unless they check a grenade that I don't see. Yeah. And uh, that, that's basically those four. I mean, they're, they're, they're all pretty basic, and there's a lot of just filler in all the talent trees where it's just like, you reload 5% faster. Your critical hits do 6% more damage. Yes. Ooh. Ooh. Like, there, there's a lot of, like, that's nice, but it doesn't feel cool to put points into it. But you have to anyway if you want to unlock the stuff deeper down the tree. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, I... I find it interesting the way the game handles it when you get when you go down where you get a chance to fight for your life by standing in place and maybe killing something and then getting up again. Yeah, that's actually really fun and pretty forgiving. And obviously, you do have uh, you you're in co-op. You can have a guy show up and rescue you, or just hold the X button long enough that uh, you almost think you're going to get by up and then stop midway. Because they're a tool. Thanks, Josh. <laughs> yeah, I've had to... It's really not nasty if somebody tosses a grenade and there's nobody close by to, to help you get back up. Then you just have to bite it and go back to the save point. Or, no, the, the renew you station. Yeah, the new you stations. Which um, make fun of you <laughs> when you respawn. There's a reassuring... You you. <laughs> there's a reassuring woman, fe- feminine voice... That mocks your performance for dying. Wait, I haven't gotten that voice. Maybe it's different on the PC. Um, no, I might be. I might be thinking of the last two games where they're Hyperion run new use stations. I, I guess in the first one they were just like generic soldier guy. It's like get up, soldier. Yeah, I don't remember it saying anything to me actually. Oh. Just the text on the screen. Fee for fee for revitalization fifteen thousand dollars. We hope you enjoy the new you. Yeah, no, okay, so I'm thinking of the later games that actually made that interesting, sorry. Yeah, I mean, once you've seen that a couple of times, you get exactly what it's going to say, and it's never going to change. Though I suppose we should be grateful that they don't ask that much money for the feat of putting you into a new body. Well, let's see. I'm not done with the game yet, but I I gotta say I like a lot of the variety of missions you get. Well, I did... Like, looking back on it, there's just piles and piles and piles of just run this thing over to this guy or fetch this thing from this place or 
kill me 10 of these. And I'm sure there were a few standout interesting ones, but it, it just felt like a lot of really generic FedExing and bare-assing throughout the whole game. Well, I liked what the doctor who was on the planet for so long and left all those logs scattered around had to say in them, but the way they were scattered around made you run all over the stupid place. Yeah, the, that's the thing, is a lot of the fetch questing is for audio logs, and the audio logs are pretty fun to listen to. It's just, you're just walking, you're, you're just walking through... Even if you've got the car, it takes a little while. Yeah, it's just walking around the same places, shooting the same skags over and over. And those quests where you have to get the four pieces of a gun are sometimes annoying because oh. it doesn't tell you exactly where they are. You have to hunt all over the damn place. Oh, yeah, the the, the poking around and pixel bitching to find all the bits. And then your reward is a gun that you can't even use. Thanks, guy who scattered the gun pieces. That's so worthwhile. I feel fulfilled in doing this. At least it is off my court. My uh, my my quest list now. Yeah, I shouldn't have taken on that stupid quest at the the DLC arena because now it's never going to go away. Oh yeah, it, it's going to sit there and taunt you, and you can put it in the ignore column. But then you're going to scroll down and see that it's there, and you could do it, maybe. If I feel like going through that again, uh, it it's Ugh. just too painful. I like the dialogue of Doctor Zed. He's fun. Yeah, no, like, and that's it. There's some fun character dialogue, and it just keeps you going. And that's it. There, there's, there's some smart writing going on around some very dumb rote uh, quest design, and you'll see later games improve on this slightly. But um, I, one thing I do want to touch on is the first hour of this game is intolerable because it you you have to level up to five to unlock your class's cool fun thing that they do and they don't even give you a shield so you just you just die a lot it's true like it it is just kicking you for being lame and promising that eventually you'll be cool and there's never any way to skip it so a second playthrough maybe you want to dabble in a new class is just like it, it is a punishment like, you are punished for trying to start a new game with a new class. Yeah, now that I think back, it was embarrassing being killed by those basic skags because I had nothing else. But you don't have any good guns at a low level. And yeah, they, the skags suck, but you don't know you're, what to expect from them. You're yet. using a pop gun. Like, you're, you're shooting corks at them. I mean, you probably don't even have any grenades that early. Oh, yeah, you have to... That's part of the the tutorial quest is unlocking grenades. That's right. I forgot about it until now. I buried it in the recesses of my mind. And it's just Claptrap bossing you around for an entire hour before you're finally playing the game it's meant to. And the franchise has never improved on that. It's still a chore to start a new run. Well... A lot of times people say it gets better later on, and this is a case where that is absolutely true. Well, later on in this case is really just slogging two hours. I mean, there are there are plenty of JRPGs where people are like, yeah, no, give it give it an entire weekend and it'll get good. <laughs> yeah, you don't I only had to wait about what, sixty, ninety minutes before this game 
let me out of the of claptrap telling me go i'm over here i'm over here endlessly and let me run around and kill things and i gotta say there's a fairly good enemy variety when you factor in all the elemental things that they can have going for them well this is it is they applied a lot of uh the random loot generation to the monsters so every now and again you do bump so fairly often you'll bump into a new version of an enemy that behaves in a way that's interesting. And so, yeah, you're constantly shooting skags, but the skags are constantly doing something different. In they might ways even that be you don't expect. They might even be badass skags. They aren't real okay. badasses because real badasses will treat a lady with respect. Well, the game calls them badasses. I know. Well, I, the the franchise has expanded on its idea of badass. <laughs> and that's one thing you get to go through in that stupid DLC arena. Oh, here comes the badass wave! Yay. Yay. Enough, enough harping on that one. Well, let's see. There's one category of weapon that I haven't gotten to use yet. What is it? Electrian? Something stripped with L. Yeah. Um, the, the alien weapons, which are lasers... And they don't, they aren't dependent on ammo. And they shoot lasers. And it's this weird thing where they're kind of nifty because they shoot lasers and you don't have to rely on ammo. But you never see any of them. So you never actually get to grind with them because that's it. Is, um, part of the game is that your gun skills will level with the amount you use them. You fire a lot of SMG rounds. You earn points with SMGs that make them slightly more accurate, slightly more damaging, let you reload a little bit faster. And so by the time you start dropping these Illyrium weapons or whatever they are, they're really awesome, but I'm just you're just flat out better with your class's specific weapons that it's not even worth trying to make it make it work. I think I'm level 8 or 9 with snipers not right now and about level 13 with shotguns, which shows you how much I use the shotgun. Yeah, and th- and that's it, though, right? Is you're level 13 with shotguns and maybe level 2 with the Illyriums. <laughs> yeah, what are a you shotgun really to the face kills everything. Yeah, shotgun beats everything. Oh, Skagzilla, was that it? Yeah, there, there's, a, there's okay. a Zilla in there. I mean, I, I got lucky because he kept letting me get crits on his mouth when he used that, did that beam thing, but I did kill him. And it didn't feel as triumphant as it should, killing Azilla. Oh, well. Yeah, yeah the Elys- Illyrium, Elysium, whatever they are, do they only pop up once you hit the vault? Uh, there, There's a lot more when you hit the vault. There are certain enemies that'll drop them, but again, it's it's really low percentage stuff. Well, I'm sure I'll find one eventually. And then I'll yeah. wonder, what the hell is this? It doesn't look like it's any weapon type I've ever seen before. Yeah. It's going to look dumb and feel weird and have a awkward cycle. Now, does it have to recharge between shots or something to balance? Yeah, like the fire, weight, the fire rate is awkward is what it comes okay. down to. So for crowd control, it's no good. Yeah, no. It, it's It'll be handy in boss fights. Which means you'll only ever bust it out in boss fights. Which means you won't fire that it that often. Which again slows down your progression with it. it it's this weird vicious cycle of Illyrium weapons 
kind of being lame forever despite being awesome on paper. Yeah, I don't see a way around it with the way the game is structured. Yeah, I they 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 did a they, they got rid of them in later versions because they realized it was this vicious cycle of terribleness. But I gotta say, once you've unlocked all four weapon slots and can just switch between four things on the fly, you've got a lot of options without having to go into the menu. Oh yeah. I, I haven't been using revolvers much at all because rocket launcher, combat rifle, shotgun, and sniper gun. That's that suffices for pretty much all my needs. Mm-hmm. With the occasional grenade tossed out. Yeah. And some of those grenade mods are useful, but damn, the enemies drop a ton of them. Yeah. I think what my grenade mod right now makes it rain fire down on the enemies, which is that's actually pretty cool to see. Yeah, that that's the other thing is they did spend a lot of time making all of the element elemental effects and all the different grenade variants look cool. Like it's fun to drop a bouncing merv and watch all the little explosions pop all over the place. Yeah, I mean it may be brown a lot, but they de- the developers definitely took their time in making sure none of it looked exactly the same anywhere else and the weapon effects are awesome. Yep. There's just something nice about blowing somebody's head off at close range and seeing the headless body down there. At least to me. Yeah. Well, you played this too, Phil. Aside from running people over, what do you remember? That much? All right. Did Phil wander off again? I might have lost him to the liquor store. Maybe. See, this is what happens. That This is what happens when you commit to the demon drink, is you can't podcast so good. Another lesson is, don't live in Utah. Yeah, that's also very important. Don't live in Utah. Now, I haven't recognized any of the voice actors. Is there anyone known in the cast, or are they just all... Jeez, oh, I'm, I'm going to check, but I feel like... Um... Okay, you've got Colin Clinkin Beard... Obviously, because she's in everything. Um, Jason Liebricht. Uh, come on. Recurring. Um, yeah, I know it's a lot of the staple. It, it is generally just the staple California crowd of dub actors with David Eddings and, you know, all those guys. Uh, and I can't complain. They do good jobs. Yeah, I mean, although, no one's doing a bad job on this. Although you can kind of tell that only a couple of guys are responsible for most of the nameless bad guy banter. Oh yeah, no, the, 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 the bandits and psychos are basically two guys doing different accents. Like Steve Newman, who is Steve the Bandit, who appears in... <laughs> like, he he's usually... Uh, if they're gonna have, uh, if they're gonna highlight a bandit, it's gonna be him. Like he, he yells "Heyo" is what it comes down to. But it's like, hey, Mikey Newman, you're every third guy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's not that the lines are bad, but once you've heard them a couple of hundred times, they start to lose their impact. That's... I got something for you. <laughs> oh yeah. Ugh. Come on, little one. Time to die. And you. Like, these take, like, two seconds to write and two seconds to record. Spend the money for the voice actor and the writer to generate a few thousand of them just so I don't have to hear this again. I mean... It's not like there's a shortage of storage. Yeah, I mean, it 
Well, there is and there isn't, I guess. But at the same time, I mean, I really... It, it, it's almost oblivion levels of bad where it's like, I've fought mud crabs more impressive than you. You scared? You should be. I No, I'm not scared. And no matter how many times you say it, I'm not scared of you. Shut up. Yeah. I'm trying to think of any other standouts in this first game. Just shotguns, mostly. <laughs> shotguns that shoot fire. I mean, there is something satisfying about get, lining up the sniper rifle and pulling off a perfect headshot that takes him down in one critical. Yeah, I, I, I guess um, my big complaint is that the controls are a little bit floaty. I don't know if you're noticing that. Well, I've noticed that they're a little bit imprecise, where sometimes the the crosshair is right on the enemy head and I miss. But some of that's probably I haven't put enough time into that weapon type. Or something. Yeah. Overall, yeah, I, I haven't come across any sections that struck me as particularly floaty. Mostly this has been about regaining my FPS re- reaction times because I haven't played many of them since Halo, which was, geez, a long time ago. Twelve years now. Twelve years, Mike. I used to be really good Four, at Halo. In maybe the Thirteen. Oh, God. We're old, aren't we? <laughs> yeah. That was a launch game on the original Xbox, man. Made for some fun dorm room times, though. Yeah. And, you know, I I was capable of taking parts of that game on Legendary, not the whole thing yet, but I think my, either my skills have atrophied or Borderlands isn't quite as fair with its challenge. I think I think it's a little fudgier than Halo was. I'll say that much. And, yeah, I, I remember the AI in Halo being really good. Yeah, it's no. not always that case here. Yeah, it, it, it's there, there's a few behaviors for each enemy, and they're just going to do that over and over while they say the same thing over and over. Yep. Although, if that includes tossing grenades your way, then you need to be on the lookout. Yeah. Careful of that stuff, man. Grenades, not your friend. No. No matter how good your shield is, those stupid grenades leak through immediately. Or those flaming psychos. Those kill your shield. Oh, those... Too. Those guys are rough. And they usually come in swarms, so you got to listen close. Where the hell is he? You can hear him screaming at me. If there was ever an argument for a surround sound setup for your PC, that was it. This is true. So true. Well, I would say after about the fifth flaming psycho took me down. But usually I can manage to shotgun him in the head immediately after and get right back up. So it's not all lost. There you go. And I guess the music when you're in when you're in a fight is pretty intense. I kind of like it. Like the music's pretty good. I mean, it does tend to sort of get overwhelmed by gunfire more often than not. But uh, I mean, it's it's got some good jams in there. I think it gets the 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 westernish theme and just lets the steel guitars wail. <laughs> yeah, and let's face it; those are totally appropriate to lots of gunfire being employed. Yep. And given that I've sunk 30 hours in, and I don't think I'm even close to finishing it, we got to say it's a pretty meaty package. Yeah, like there, It's a meaty package. I think the Game of the Year version goes on sale pretty frequently. Like, what, what's this selling for? Let's mention that. Um, yeah, I'll have to look. Because um, Phil, Phil has been sucked away from us due to the needs of the telephone. Okay, so right now, um, the Game of the Year for... 
Game of the Year version is $22 on uh, Steam right now. I seem to remember getting it on sale for about, it was either 15 or 20 I can't remember which right now. Yeah. Oh, sorry, uh, 33 for the Game of the Year. The core game is 22 um, how about a version on discs, eBay, that, whatnot? Oh, let's see here. I'm seeing a brand new Game of the Year edition for 360 being sold for 21 bucks. I'm about? seeing $3 for the base version on PS3. Game of the Year at <laughs> 6 bucks on 360. So that this is pretty easy to come by on the cheaps, is what I'm getting. That's what I'm getting too. I mean, I just I mean, I'm just looking at the first few entries. There are a ton of Borderlands listings for some reason. Well, I think everyone everyone seems to be moving it somehow or other. But oh wait, I, there's I have to check and see what the Apple one is going for. Oh god, how much is it on Mac? Well, it looks like twenty five or so bucks. Oh, poor Apple kids. <laughs> Except I don't feel bad for you at all. You picked you picked it. You picked him. If you own an Apple product, you have to be prepared for what happens. It's, it, it's on you, bro. It's on you. You should be happy that it's even available for Mac. That's right. So I think we're just about wrapped up. Uh, I say track it down. I mean, although um, I think someone asked me, how should I go about playing these three? And I just said, play Borderlands two, three times. But if you're mildly curious, you can find the full package in the single digits somewhere. So give it a shot. Yeah, and not having played two yet, I can say I am having a lot of fun with it. In between all of the annoyance and the mundane fetch quests. Well, you picked the wrong class to solo with. (laughs) I was having memories of how awesome the sniper rifle was in Halo. I'm sorry. Yeah, well, you can't build a whole game on sniper (laughs) rifle. No, No. Sniper Elite doesn't count. (laughs) No, I have had to to learn this the hard way. There you go. Um, Steam sells convenient four-packs, so you can uh, emotionally blackmail your friends into playing it with you, which might be the way to do it. recount all the multitude of things that have happened since we last recorded. And what was our last show? It was uh, The Last Story, that's right. And we've had all of one comment on it so far, proving either that not many people have played The Last Story, not many people own Wii's that late, or... They couldn't find a copy, or, I don't know, people are getting discouraged by our comment sections... 
Or maybe that last one is just me. I'm not going to try and pin it down on anything yet. I don't have enough information. Just like can't even? What was that? No. What is being discouraged? <laughs> Comments. Oh. People should comment. It's nice. It means you're important. Oh, wait. I should do that, too. <laughs> Am I in trouble? Everyone, well, Sam is invading the show. This is what happens when you share an office. What's up, wife? What's up, husband? How's it going? I learned hey, Sam. how to write RPG in Dewey. It was pretty cool. So, Sam, you had thoughts on last story a little bit, right? Actually, I have I, I've played exactly just the multiplayer, and I lost which, to Mac. Which I did prompt Mac to talk about on that episode. Did, did he talk about that? He did. Did he tell you how he cheated? Because he cheated. <laughs> Somehow that didn't come up. up. Somehow so Mac did not Mac use the word cheated. And Adrian is a tool. <laughs> and I mean that with utter love. So the one comment is in fact about... Citizens of Earth, Earth, which I guess someone was playing at the time for the final app section. So that was productive as all get out, kids. I love producing content to have weird tangents occupy the the comments section. Prizes for everyone. Can't you wait for that feature that's coming up on Saturday? We're going to get some weird comments for that, okay? (laughs) This will be in the past for you. Not that you'll all know what it is yet. <laughs> no, because they'll know. Oh, that's true. They'll know. I'm tired, okay? Dewey takes a lot out of you. He's a horrible, horrible man. <laughs> By the way, he's the one who's been drinking, not me. Yeah. So, um, what I've been playing lately is... Darkest is, Dungeon. Is the Darkest Dungeon. We talked about it. You haven't seen it yet. <laughs> Except you will have seen it by the time this drops. Or if you haven't, you should go on the YouTubes and see the thing where we explain this game will kick your butt and be fair about it. Except not. <laughs> there was a lot of crying yesterday. I lost all my dudes and all my monies. I have to start over from the beginning, basically. He was determined to beat a necromancer, except for the part where everybody went crazy. They went crazy balls to the point where, you know, he just, he couldn't recover. Especially that guy who was hopeless. He really was hopeless, we heard. Like, Debbie Downer hopeless. Yeah. Okay, so that's the Darkest Dungeon. Yes. Yeah, I swear somebody mentioned this in the forums not long ago, but I can't remember who. Probably me. <laughs> I, I want to say it was somebody else because I know I remember you talking about it, but no, nah, it's not coming to me. Oh well. Uh. So, Mike, are you playing a not shitty game this week? <laughs> you mean aside from Borderlands? Okay, is that shitty or not shitty? Because I'm not on this episode for real, dudes. I'm just a figment <laughs> of your imagination. Borderlands is not shitty. Good to hear. I'm glad you stopped playing shit. Shit, shit, shit. Look, I ruined our parental advisory. Oh, Sam, you, you know you want to play Ephemeral Fantasia. You're just dying to play it and see the same scenes over and over again while who's, you get to watch Who the, the hell is that guy that likes it? And why does he write... 
I'm going to assume that his novels are self-published fairy porn. At the end of the day, Jooms, you played it. Do you regret it? The fact that I gave it a 1.5 instead of a 1 says that it is not among the worst things I've ever touched, like that Dragon Ball Z game I reviewed not long ago, and I got a completely unrelated comment from Ria saying that he had played a Dragon Ball Z fighting game and had nothing whatsoever to do with this game, which of course is on handheld, so he'll never touch it anyway. Well, Raya, say something relevant or useful or insightful or sensible. Perish the goddamn thought. Uh, but guys, perish the goddamn thought. I find it telling that after all those people came in to say, hey, Beyond the Beyond, I really liked that game. Nobody came in to defend this Dragon Ball Z game, which either means that it is, in fact, the monster steaming pile of dung that I say it is, or nobody else has played it, or, you know what, those are the only two options. Let's go with the one. I'm going to say that it is the monster steaming pile of dung that I say it is. Yeah. Well, let's just be confused that people praise Beyond the Beyond in any way. Yeah. Well, Ria was not a surprise. We remember when he uh, set the forums on edge by loudly proclaiming, I love this game so much. It's so great in every way. Imagine people being concerned about his mental state from that. Yeah. What What have they not noticed before he said that? I don't know, man. And so far, the fact that only one person has popped up to say Ephemeral Fantasia, I love that game, shows that either not many people played it, or that it is, in fact, an interesting idea that is executed worse than, oh, any given number of horrendous licensed NES platformers. Yeah. Well, and you know what? Every game has one fan. Every single one does, right? That that that's just a rule. You know, there are guys out there that like Time and Eternity and Mugen Soul Z, and I bet Hatred even has fans right now. And you know what? There's no accounting for taste, and there's no accounting for opinions. But guess what? You don't have to respect people's opinions. You have to acknowledge them, and then call them out on being dumb. Yeah, somebody came up with a. a a way I like to phrase this, you have the right to like this game. I have the right to say that you have awful taste. And you know what? If we can do this in a way that's at least cordial, then whatever, bro. Moving on. Yeah, I'm still shocked that I got as many responses to my Dragon Quest Seven review as I did. But I must have touched a nerve there. Eh, something like that. <laughs> Uh, what else? I have played just enough of Monster Hunter 4 Ultimate to be extremely sad that I do not have the Circle Pad Pro because that means I have to use the D-pad to shift the camera around. Oh, that sounds hard. Yeah, it's... It's not fun. <laughs> I have yet to... F- I am fighting the first enemy and I can't kill it yet. Ow, oh, bro. That's rough, buddy. So it's definitely either humbling me or making me curse the people who put this on in a system that it is not really designed for. Oh, Capcom. You know what? It makes good business sense, but you'd think they'd be able to design around it by now. 
Am I supposed to buy a new 3DS just to use that tiny little other thumb nub, which might help? I don't know. Yet. I haven't tried the thing. It, it, it's not a nub. It's a nipple. And okay. yes, yes, you have to buy a new 3DS to do that. That's why there's a must, uh, you know, MH4U specific three, new 3DS. Uh, and yes, Nintendo is not selling AC adapters with the new 3DS, so you either have to keep your old one or go buy a new one when you sell the old one. That's very nice of the company. Oh, Nintendo. You're, you're so good. You're so good to your consumers and your fans. I'm so glad that I can never make money off any footage I generate from Smash Brothers. <laughs> is, that, is that what Angry Joe was playing a few months ago and he got really ticked off that Nintendo took it off the web? Yeah, basically. The lesson is never try to use footage of Nintendo games for anything. Well, no Nintendo still doesn't seem to understand how the internet works. The fact that, you know, when you buy your new 3DS, uh, when you want to, say, transfer your copy of Phoenix Wright 5 over, you're going to have to call them on the phone and ask nicely to recognize that your Nintendo Network ID account has moved to a new machine. Oh, God. Oh, God. In contrast, my Steam games... All I had to do was register this new computer, and suddenly I was allowed to put them on it. Yeah. It sends you an email be like, hey, you, you logged in from a new machine. Is that cool? And you're like, yeah, that's cool. Okay, play your games now. And how does Sony handle it? Sort of like that? Similar. Close enough. I'm, I mean, I haven't had to replace a PSP ever, but <laughs> I'm guessing you just check your account and go for it. And I'm guessing that Microsoft doesn't make a big deal out of it either. I mean, I've had to replace a 360. I had to dig into the website to transfer all my licenses to the new hardware so that it wouldn't be fiddly about using DLC only on my login. But once you got through that, it was no... Oh, it was just like, hey, I, I clicked the button. And it's like, okay, that happened. You you can now you You can now use... Your rock band, all your three hundred rock band songs without being logged in, and I'm like, yes, I have three hundred rock band songs. Leave me alone. I'm gonna rock out all night. I am going to rock and roll all night and party every day. And party every day. But not to that song because I didn't buy that one. <laughs> Are there any Kiss songs in rock band? There are Kiss songs. I don't think they sold that one in Rock Band. That one was probably on Guitar Hero. So let's see what else. I actually need to be playing Avernum too, but I sort of got sucked into Borderlands. That'll happen. And Avernum is just Avernum, right? As good as it as good as Spiderwebs ever gets, you're still sort of sitting and going. Well, this isn't Baldur's Gate. <laughs> I own... I might own multiple copies of Vernum games at this point. And I try. And I try. And I try. But I can't get no. No, no, no. Hey, hey, hey. 
You're making. I saw the Stones in concert. That was an awesome show. You know what? They they can hold themselves together for a few hours at a time. Well, yeah, after all the drugs they pumped into their systems, to be able to do a two-and-a-half-hour show, that's pretty impressive, especially at the age they're getting. Yeah. Um, you know, I haven't tried making Child of Light play on this machine yet. I suppose I should, but that requires me to put you play on this, and that is... Yeah. I am reluctant to take that step. I took that step. I feel bad for my machine. Ubisoft, not content with just monitoring you all the time. Now it wants to collect everything else. Well, and this is it, is they actually released a game last week that's a fun little imaginative platformer that didn't have you play on it attached to it. I feel like there's this weird contingent of Ubisoft that's out to destroy AAA gaming just by being really bad at it. <laughs> well, at least I know that you play is not troublesome for me alone. Uh, so I, that puts us into a pretty big club right there. People, yeah, people vexed by you play. Yes, but it's still better than Steam, right, Raya? <laughs> ah, we know he'll never listen. Oh no, that won't stop him from commenting. No, although he probably won't comment on this because he doesn't consider it an RPG. No, he might comment to say that and remind us all that any <laughs> game with guns in it is terrible. I have a really good game pick. You guys should play To Be or Not To Be. It's a Hamlet Choose Your Own Adventure. And it's awesome. Thanks, Sam. It's my PSA. I love you, Pookie. (laughs) (laughs) Married life, kids. (laughs) May not come with this many visual novel Hamlet references, or Choose Your Own Adventure Hamlet game references, but... Hey, uh, it's kind of a visual novel, kind of. You can play as Sir Hamlet Sr. You die really fast. And then you get to make one decision to undie yourself. And it still doesn't work. Wow, that would that would upbrand the whole story of Hamlet if his father didn't die. That, that's really rough to undo. Ryan North does it. Well, Ryan North is a special man, and I hope... I hope uh, his his comics don't get canceled in the Marvel space. Go buy Squirrel Girl. Squirrel, buy it now. Squirrel Girl for life, yo. Buy early, buy often. <laughs> Somebody dumped a whole bunch of Buffy the Vampire com- comics onto my dad, and he passed them on to me because he doesn't want them. <laughs> yeah, they're all those are almost good, maybe. <laughs> I may read them, I may not. I'll flip through the first two pages and see if I get grabbed. Because, of course, they're not sequential. It's just a random assortment of issues. Well, yeah, that's that's how you give (laughs) your comics away, is you have (laughs) six random issues of a 12-issue series, none of which are in order, and God help, and if you're lucky, you get the first one. Uh... 
Yeah, actually, I do have the first three of some. I think it's a Clive Barker Hellraiser tie-in. I have to look at it more closely. I've only had like five minutes to look through this pile. <laughs> anyway, that's getting fairly far afield. Are you back yet, Phil? Oh no, he has been eaten by a grew. That'll happen, but such inconvenient timing. Yeah. Well, you know, we could drag this out longer, but why don't we make this the rare backtrack that just clocks is in actually, significantly under? That that actually, you know, fits nicely into your commute. I assume you so, listen to this on your commute. Maybe you don't. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I tend to listen to podcasts on my machine while I'm busy doing something else because maybe it's because my iPod is seven years old and every time I plug it in, I get deluged with things from Apple telling me, you need to update your iTunes. Well, thanks, Apple. I don't want to go through 10 damn updates just to listen to something new. Yeah, don't, don't do that. Don't do that. Don't buy an Apple machine. That, 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 that's your fault, Mike. You picked an iTunes device. I you did. Could have, you could have you got something that made sense and was useful, but no, you had to pick the slightly rounded <laughs> box. I will say this iPods that last seven years are apparently pretty rare. Yeah, that is true. Eventually, they just turn in, if you're lucky, they'll turn into pretty good flash drives that last seven years. But more Except like they still suck because when you plug them into anything that doesn't have Apple software, it can't recognize anything. Uh, there, there's you can. Or am I missing something? Is there some easy way to make the contents of an iPod be recognized? You you can sort of brute force break them to just function like a portable hard drive that happens to have headphone jacks. But yeah, it, it's not necessarily worth the effort compared to just buying a portable hard drive or, you know, some other MP3 playing device. Our show ends there. A big thanks to uh, Mike's and Scott who uh, handled that recording for me. Unfortunately, I had to leave towards the beginning to handle a little bit of a personal emergency on my side, but it sounds like they did a great job talking about Borderlands. So again, Thank you, guys, and thank you all for listening to the show. I, of course, want to remind you that RPG Backtrack is a production of RPGamer.com, your source for news, reviews, and home to the best gaming community on the net. You can check out all of our news articles, join our forums, jump in on the discussion all over there at RPGamer.com, and you can listen to our vast collection of previous podcast talking about your favorite rpgs from the way back when right up through yesteryear in our archives or from our archives there just click on the rpg backtrack link on the left hand side we also have two other shows the active topical banter uh, and the rpg cast so check it out um and if you want to give us a shout-out, we'd love to hear from you. You can leave your comments on the forums. You can hit me up at Twitter. I'm at JCServant. Or, uh, or you can email me, JCServant at CyberlightCobs. And Michael is AlbertOdyssey at Hotmail.com. Again, we thank you so much for listening and hope you have a great week playing your favorite RPGs. <laughs> <laughs>